Hey, what's up, family? Anthony Rudolph here, and welcome to the Born and Great Podcast. Now, the Born and Great Podcast is a pretty simple concept. So, if who or which one of you doesn't exist, you go out there and create your life that you want. So, as always, thank you for taking the time to watch the podcast on YouTube, to listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Apple. Uh, Amazon, wherever you're listening, thank you very, very much for tuning in. I appreciate every single second that you give me uh, your attention, so I appreciate it. So today, I have my one of my best friends, one of my mentors, one of the men who who personally helped me through some rough times in my life, Mr. Jeff Valdolan. Uh, Jeff is a high-performance coach for entrepreneurs. Uh, he helps us get through certain areas that we feel stuck in our life. He helps us identify uh, where we've been and where that can take us, right? So listen to Jeff, grab your pen and paper or pencil and paper or your iPad, whatever you have to write and take some amazing notes because I just want to break it down for you, give you the gems that you need to be successful in anything that you do. All right, cool. All right, Jeff, welcome to the podcast, sir. I appreciate you coming by. Yes, brother, of course. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, so I know we're trying to get you on for a while, but thanks for coming. So for me, this is, um, it's going to be a pretty epic podcast because entrepreneurship is is something that a lot of people hop into um, Mm -hmm. but don't understand the mindset behind it or what drives us or what keeps us kind of stuck right Mm -hmm. or has to thrive i know you're a master at at making people live up to their potential Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so first i I want to just really talk to you about define potential and then how it's played a role in your life up to this point Wow, what a great question. And I, thank you. And I love yeah. it. Uh, being an entrepreneur really gives you the opportunity to experience what that means, yeah. right? Yeah. So potential for me is nothing more than just actual, the actualization of possibility. Okay. Like what's possible, right? Right. And that's one of the things that's exciting about an entrepreneur is figuring out how to solve things, how mm-hmm. to overcome obstacles, how to step into your greatness, right? And so what I've done is like, the acronym I use, the acronym of potential is an acronym and understanding that the P stands for perspective, okay. right? Like how do you interpret this thing called life, hmm. right? And that in itself is a way for us to really understand what are we committed to when right. we start stepping out into the unknown, right. right? Right. Because when people step out into the unknown, what they, what most people don't realize is they access infant programs. Okay. So how okay. is your environment as an infant supporting you when you step out into the unknown? You say infant. Infant. Like a baby. Okay. Like a baby. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. so yeah. Just let, I mean, we're just going to get real here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 75% of what we know in our entire life was by the age of five. Wow. So we are accessing that part of us when we step out into the unknown, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether right. it's a relationship, creating intimacy, being a parent, right. whatever it is, anytime we step out into the unknown, that 75% is what we're accessing. Wow, okay. Right? So then the O in potential is for orientation, Mm -hmm. right? Like how do we, we take all these tests and these assessments and things like that, and we wanna do that because we wanna know where we belong, where do we fit in, right? right? Right. And and that's where people get really attached to the label, Mm -hmm. which is good. Mm -hmm. I like to encourage people to look at it as orientation rather than just like, this is a tendency, this is not your life sentence, this is not, Something like, okay, cool, this is where I am. Because one of my experiences that really got me to look beyond this was when I was diagnosed with bipolar. Okay. It was not a good day. I yeah. was not excited about that um, because I had been diagnosed PTSD, depression, like all these different just, things on my just journey. Just diagnosed with everything. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. 
and alcoholism, drug addiction, yeah. like all kinds of things, right? And and people can be very susceptible to being labeled in certain things, and and it's this tendency to want to hang on to something because it's familiar. Mm. I have familiarity, right? Mm. And and if you think about the word familiar, family liar, right? Like really <laughs> looking at the aspect of what from how seducing familiarity is, yeah. right? But then I go into thinking, which is the T. So teaching you how to understand how all these programs got created within yeah. ourselves. Um, because as adults, we operate mostly in beta, right? Yeah. So we're, we're, how much of our lives is spent reacting, right? right? And, and in yeah. that state of reacting, we are living out a state that was programmed in our infancy. So it's the same barometer of pressure. It's just in a different part of our life. Where's our programming come from? So being in our environment, yeah. our environment, right? Um, how, like, what was the energy? And this, this has been some of the things that have just absolutely, like, exploded new possibilities yeah. for myself and with my clients and students is the energy that we experienced in that environment, okay. right? And, and, and you start looking at everything in your life as frequency, energy, and vibration. Yeah. You start understanding that we were raised very intuitionally but what happened with our intuition, right? And our ego takes these things and goes, this is what I don't ever want to do again. Yeah. And yet that becomes the what thing that again. becomes yeah. the block. Right. Or like, I don't ever want to experience that again. So I really get into showing you how to, the different, the four, well, there's actually five um, brain frequencies because when we're in Delta and Theta, which is that 75% yeah. what we knew before we age of yeah. five, of literally showing you how to get into those brain frequencies so that you can rewrite the programs, okay. right? So that's the thinking component. Then the E is for the energy component. Like how do you manage your energy? Um, like being able to slow down, Being are you in a reactive state? Are yeah. you in a proactive state? Are you in a creative state? Are you in a flow state? Like yeah. these different energy vibrations are really, really, really important. Yeah. And you know, I was thinking about, um, <clears throat> Most of my journey of getting here has been just effing up a lot of things, right? Just like screwing up a lot of things and being able to look at it and going, how did I create that? Right? And like really taking responsibility of, I created this because of the state that I made the decision, right? right. And anytime we make a decision out of fear, we are creating something that's going to be unraveled later, right? right? And, and it's like going that's into a, a grocery right? store hungry. Yeah. We just make dumbass decisions, right. right? Because it's like our body is in fight or flight and we go out to shut it down. So what we do is we buy sugars and the right. things to get rid of that feeling as soon as possible, right? So I really think, really getting into energy. Then the N stands for neurodynamics, which is that one I like, I geek out on that because yeah. it's really showing people how they think, right? Like how do you, what do you access when you get into a crisis? Right, and crisis means opportunity and danger, right. right? So it's it's really getting them to understand this is where they're at and this is what they access when they go into stress. Right. Um, it's not people that fight, it's levels of understanding that fight. That's true. Yeah. Right, and this is some of the stuff that, like with, if you have a relationship with somebody and one of them wants to get in touch with their inner world and start expanding and making all these things happen, it's gonna bring up stuff for the other partner. Yeah. Right. And, and your ability to navigate through that is what's going to determine where the relationship goes, yeah, yeah. because you're going to find out what you're committed to. You're going yeah. to find out, am I committed to my growth yeah. or am I committed to where this partner wants to stay? Yeah. 
right? Because our environment is stronger than our willpower in that case. And, and then we get to really find out where am I committed? <clears throat> yeah. um, there's a scene in the movie Ollie that was profound. It was profound um, where he was going to fight Foreman, I think, yeah. is who was he going to fight. And his wife said, you're going to lose. Yeah. And he divorced her. I mean, it reflected where yeah. he's committed. Like, yeah. I don't want anybody in my life that's going to tell me, yeah. especially somebody that I love, going to tell me that I'm not able to achieve yeah. what it is I want to achieve. Yeah. You know, and, and of course, that brings up all kinds of things around people and what they think about divorce and marriage and all that stuff. But it, at the end of the day, it's looking at what am I really committed to? What am I really committed to? And the more clear we can get on that, then we can understand what we've been committed to that has kept us playing small. Yeah. Right. And this is some of the stuff with entrepreneurs is like I've shortened down, like, how do we move through this journey of potential through the ACE method, which is access, clarify and execute. Mm -hmm. So really getting in touch with how do I access these deeper components of who we are? Because it's not it's not that we're not capable of it. It's yeah. that we get into states that make us believe we're not capable of right. it. Right. Um, so then we get into the T of potential, which is learning how to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Like who can you trust? if you don't trust your ability to distinguish if you can trust somebody, right? Which, right. which the other part of that is being able to trust however this unfolds. Like I'm going to take full responsibility for whatever unfolds. Like, and, and so many people, so one of the things I, with, with entrepreneurs and myself, with entrepreneurs that I really see come up is their, is their decision-making strategy. It's so much based on them being so concerned on how it's going to land which is based on their environment, right? Like right. if they make a decision that doesn't turn out the way that they hoped it would turn out, what did they experience? And if it was a shit show, this impacts their ability to make decisions, right? Right. And as an entrepreneur, you've got to make decisions sometimes just immediately, but mm -hmm. if you're going, ah, what if this is the wrong decision? You know, I mean, I just, I encourage people to not look at things as right and wrong, but is it effective and is it efficient, right? right? And, and your ability to move through that. So that's um, where we at T and then the I is integration, right? Like how do you integrate everything that you've learned? And if I, and, and a great way to look at this is to be able to go back and look at your journey that has got you here. How do you navigate through that? How do you narrate that? Like how many things do you have in your life that you regret? Right. Whatever you right. regret is your resistance and that's yeah. an anchor that's holding you back right. from stepping into your greatness, right? right? So it, it's understanding that I made the decisions that I made at that point in my life with the information that I had at that point. Like I almost ended my sister's life yeah. um, and spent <laughs> 15 years of learning how to move through that, right? And, and even up until, I mean, you were part of one yeah. of the experiences that we went through yeah. where I got in touch with another narrative of that, yeah. where the guilt and the shame that I had for what I did to my sister really didn't allow me to see some other things that yeah. was really, really important for my transition, right? Yeah. My, tr my transformation. So it's really looking at what is your relationship with your journey? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and, and it's <laughs> our greatest asset is our journey Yeah. and really valuing that. And, you know, for a lot of people, they have these narratives of what it means to really value who we are, right? Like they want, like, that's arrogant, that's egotistical that no, Celebrating your value is what humble means. Right. Right? Like nobody's lived this life that you have lived. Yeah. Like God doesn't live through anybody else like God lives through you. Yeah. Right? It's funny you, you mentioned that because 
I've actually been told, you know, you were, you're, you're arrogant, you're cocky, you're, mm-hmm. and in the past that would affect me, mm-hmm. right? But now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you know what? Thank you. I've worked very, very hard mm-hmm. to, to be the man I am today. So now it's like something that I celebrate. Absolutely. Right? So that's that that changed for me. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you've earned that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You've earned that. And and that's where and so that goes into the next phase, which yeah. is awareness. Right. right. So you've got integration, then you go into awareness, which is the last letter of or the second to last letter of potential. Awareness is massively important um, because you've got different levels of awareness. You've got different levels of consciousness. Yeah. And when somebody says something like that, and I'm so glad you shared that because when somebody shares something like that, it's a reflection of them, right? Not you, right? right? And and there's a lot of messages out there that <laughs> I get opportunities to expand and grow in, yeah. and it's one of them. Don't give an f what anybody else thinks, and right. it's like, okay, I get why you say that because so many people are impacted by impacted in, of what other people think, and it ex, and it impacts their expansion, yeah. their ability to expand, and yet. I offer, I do care what people think of me, but it's not an egotistical care. Right. It's I care because it reflects who they are, right? right? And, and so the opportunity for us is to be able to go, what do I do with this, right? Like, um, I think, I can't remember who, I think it was Voltaire that said, it's the sign of a mature educated mind that can entertain a thought and not right. take it on, right. right? So it's our ability to be able to hold space for how people show up and not allow it into our inner world yeah. That's the opportunity for us all, right? And so if I just go, I don't give a F what you think, well, that that's not giving me the opportunity to really go, how do I hold space for this yeah. person and really explore where they're coming from? Yeah. And again, I get like going back to the energy component yeah. of it, of me not getting entangled with lower vibrating things because that's the other part of we can create personas of what right. we think something's supposed to be that creates the entanglement that ends up siphoning us out of our energy. Yeah. We stay in a lower vibration, right? right? And it's like, then we're staying in survival state, right? Um, and, then, and then the last letter of potential is legacy. Yeah. Like, what do you want to do with your freaking life? Like, mm-hmm. when you are on your deathbed, you know, there's a scene in the movie Titanic. I got I to gotta be real here. Like, this is, this is what you do to me, Anthony. Is... <laughs> <laughs> I, the only movie that I have seen on my own was the movie Titanic. Okay. And I, the reason I did this was because I knew I was going to lose it. Like, yeah, and yeah. back in those days, I didn't cry. I, didn't, I never cried. Yeah. In fact, I had that image like, you got to be tough. Right. So I'm watching this movie. Of course, the whole thing goes down. I'm bleh, you know, bawling, <laughs> bawling like a little girl. I don't want to say little girl, but like me, like a little boy. Like, bleh, right? And, and what really impacted me about that movie is after... She goes out at the back of the ship and throws that blue diamond or uh-huh. blue gemstone, whatever it is, into the ocean. And then she passes. And when she passes, they pan, they do a pan of her room with everything that she had next to her bed. Yeah. And what she had was all these candid moments of all these adventures she had created. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. what our life's supposed to be about. Yeah. Our life is a reflection of the experiences that we create. Right. And, and so many of us hold back, and it's been, it's been part of my journey too, yeah. of, of what keeps you from stepping into what it is that you really, really want to create. Yeah. And, and for entrepreneurs, and, and the reason I, I use the word entrepreneur so much and step into that, because I really believe the heart of an entrepreneur is they really want to create something epic. And when they start doing that, they get in touch with these things that 
this is the imposter syndrome, yeah. right? We yeah. all have it. And, and to say that we don't is just ignorance. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, no, we all have it. And yeah. every level we create, we're going to get in, introduced to a new level of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so being able to be honest with ourselves, yeah. right? Like this is three things that I've really found consistent with, with myself, with entrepreneurs, high achievers, creators, coaches, whatever, is the ability to be rigorously honest with ourselves. Right. Like I started this journey and one of the lines that caught me in the book that I read and it said, live a life that demands rigorous honesty demand rigorous yeah, honesty yeah. right and so that's being able to look at my crap yeah like how am i showing up how am i creating this then the other part that i've noticed that's been really consistent with everybody else is is this wonderful thing called value right right and if i don't value who i am it doesn't matter how great a sales skills i get it doesn't matter whatever else i'm going to have a really hard time because i'm not coming from my agency i'm not coming from my power yeah. i'm coming from will you believe in me right Right. And, and, and they're going to sense that. So it doesn't matter how great a sales tactic I have or yeah. whatever. If I don't value the price I've paid to create what I've created, yeah. then nobody else is going to. Right. And, and it's so important um, to be able to value this thing called life because this isn't a dress rehearsal. Yeah. Right. Like all the desires. And that's where I love it. Like our greatest desire is also our greatest fear. So being committed, so like what I share with people is like, okay, create this, figure out what you really desire, mm -hmm. right? And then look at what it is. And then so you create this commitment of what it is that you're going to make happen. And then you start getting in touch with all the things that you have right. been committed to that's kept you playing small. Right. That's the opportunity for us. Like that's where we start building our strength. That's where we get to... Um, and like I'm going through one right now, right? Yeah. Just because I know this stuff yeah. doesn't, yeah. I mean, it's, it just, yeah. it, sometimes it makes it like, I wish I didn't know this stuff, right? Because it's it like, every day. Yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah. Because then you get into the last thing, which, yeah. is, which is how we seduce ourselves, like convince ourselves to believe something that is not aligned with our greatness. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's just really important for us to look at what am I convincing myself? How am I enrolling myself into this story that's keeping me in this threshold right. that's holding me back. Right. Right. And again, it, it's how do we, and this is why the energy component is so, so, so powerful, is because the more aware you become of this, you can start feeling your body going into this threshold. Right. And it's like, how am I going to hold myself going through this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then that's where, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, and I go into this in great deal with, with my potential code of going through the energy component of it because. Our, like this part of our body is our power. Right. Our and voice. Our voice. Our voice. Our mm -hmm. voice. And, and this connects the heart and the mind. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if I share my authentic agent power, then these two connect. And then uh, this is where we call them goosebumps, God bumps, yeah. whatever you yeah. want to call them, because you're speaking your truth. Yeah. You're speaking your truth. And this is some of the things, again, we're going back to labels. Like, what is truth to you? Yeah. So many people that, well, it's the Bible. Okay, cool. What does that mean to you though? Yeah. Right? And I mean, I could give 10 people a Bible yeah. and they're going to get 10 different experiences. Yeah. Right? So how do you integrate that into who you are so that you know that you're <clears throat> living in truth? Right. Right? And that's where, so yeah, I get pretty jazzed about this stuff. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. Because it, it's yeah. just like, it's transforming people's lives. Well, that's what it's for, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's the, the call of the work. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about labels for a minute. Um, okay. And 
I know labels are, are massive. You know, people walk around attaching labels and stories to everything every single day, mm-hmm. right? And labels pretty much run our life, mm-hmm. right? Someone tells us something, you're this, you're that, right. we take on that identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing you said was, was key for me is that we create the life that we have, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's mm-hmm. good or it's bad, we mm-hmm. create it. And I don't think people understand that concept. Mm-hmm. It's like there are really no accidents. Your life is happening because of an accident. Mm-mm. You're successful, you're not, you are. It's not an accident. Right. It's something that you created. Now, in how are how how important do stories and labels play in our life? Right? Because is what we do every, everything is attaching a story to it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How important is that to our success? It's everything. It's absolutely everything. And you know, and I would offer your listeners to really embrace what I'm about to say because the more you embrace this, like every hair just yeah. stood up on my body, right? Like I know I'm speaking my yeah, truth yeah, now, yeah. right? Is that your life is perfectly, and I don't use that word unless mm-hmm. it applies, mm-hmm. it is perfectly designed to get the results it's getting. Unpacked perfectly. Unpacked the pharmacy, so. so the reason I'm saying that is, and, and I don't know who said it, doesn't matter who said it, but it's powerful. As I am, so it is. Right. Like life doesn't happen for us. Life yeah. doesn't happen to us. It happens through us. Through us yeah. Right. And so really embracing the magnitude of that, like, see, but it's it's the labels, it's the judgments that we have on what we've created that denies us the opportunity to really stand in our great in our greatness. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, well, I don't like what I've created here. Why? What does that mean? Like, what does that mean that you don't like what you've created? Because now that resistance creates an anchor to it that takes you deeper down a rabbit hole rather than, and so, yeah, we could go off on a whole other tangent, but going back to the labels, it creates a prison, Yeah. right? And what most people want to do is they want to be right. Want to be right. They want to be right. And dude, I love being wrong. One thing you said to me was like, let go of your need to want to be right. Mm-hmm. And that changes everything, mm-hmm. right? I want to go back to anchors, but um, our boy Patrick said something that was so profound. It was mm-hmm. simple but profound. Mm-hmm. In life, you see your life, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. like whatever whatever's happening internally is happening mm-hmm. externally, right? Mm-hmm. And it was so simple, but it was profound, mm-hmm. right? In life, you see your life. Mm-hmm. And there are no mistakes, there are no accidents. I mean, what you see is your projection of your life. Mm-hmm. And that changed, like, for me in the instant, mm-hmm. right? So anchors, what exactly is an anchor? Well, there. so what I was referring to there is the resistance creates, you're putting energy into something. Right. So the moment you put energy into it, it becomes being entangled into resistance. Right. That's holding you back, yeah. right? Then there's the anchor, the other part of anchor, like what you and I have done, where neurologically, what do you access the easiest, right? So I ask people this is like, what are your five biggest compliments? Mm-hmm. They really have to think about right. that, right? And and then I go, what are your five easiest? What have been the most five painful insults you've had? Fire they act, off, boom, yeah. like yeah. boom. But and and it's understanding how our mind is designed. It's brilliant when you really look at how this is all designed because it takes effort it takes effort and discipline and rituals and things like that to be able to keep yourself in higher vibrations right and and how our mind works it's like negativity is like velcro like we notice that right Right. and there's so much emotion that's attached to that stuff whereas i give you a compliment if i'm not in tuned or present when somebody gives me a compliment it's like teflon it just slides right off and i don't notice it 
right? So we've got to develop our develop these rituals to be able to celebrate our value, yeah. which is humbleness, yeah. right? It's just like meek. A lot of people have their narrative of what they think meek is. Yeah. Meek is power under self-control. Yeah. Blessed are the meek for they'll inherit the earth. Yeah. Whole different meaning when you understand of what it really, really means. Um, and so it's, it's changing, it's overwhelming the limitations, the anchors that you've created with limitations, yeah. right? Like judgment, right? Like just like you're saying of our life reflects who we really are. Yeah. Right, like if I'm looking at you, and again, that goes back to, I do care what people think of me because yeah. it's a reflection of them. Yeah. Right, if I look at you, I'm accessing, what does this big guy like you that shows up like this, what does that mean to me? Because- If you got beautiful. It, it, right, it, it is, it's absolutely. <laughs> big, 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 beautiful guy. <laughs> right? And you and I have got history, yeah, like yeah, some yeah. like some major transformational moments yeah. for both of us, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, one of the things that I've been doing these last couple months that have just been absolutely profound, I've got this big crystal that's in the shape of a diamond. And I say, if this is a $100 million diamond, what determines who you're going to give this to? Okay. Like, this is yeah. your life. Yeah. It's a $100 million diamond. Yeah. And are you going to just give it to somebody that's just going to throw it in the drawer and like, this is just another rock? No. What determines who you give it to? Right? And I says, well, the first thing is, is you have to value it. Right. You have to understand the value of it. Because if you don't understand it's a $100 million diamond and you think it's just a rock, then you're going to treat it accordingly. Yeah. Right? But what determines it is you're going to give it to somebody that values it as much as you do. Yeah. So what if I looked at my life force, which is my attention, and I gave it to somebody that values it as much as I do? Hmm. But the thing it's contingent upon is me valuing it first, right. right? And that's really embracing the fact of nobody is experiencing life like I experience it. Yeah. That's not an egotistical statement. That is like, yes, like yeah. nobody. And pff, dude, I can't tell you how many painful experiences yeah. I've had out of that, right? Because I get frustrated with people. It's like, don't you get it? No, Jeff, they're not you. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Like, dang it, yeah. right? And and so that's where, and, and so the more we embrace the statement I said, our life is perfectly designed to get the results that it's getting, the more we understand how freaking powerful of a yeah. creator yeah. we really are. Yeah. The question is, am I doing it by default? Am I doing it by intentional design? Right. And most times by default, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah by the yeah. time we're 35, 95% yeah. of our yeah. life's automatic. Wow. Which means 95% of the thoughts someone had yesterday is the same thoughts are going to have today. Right, right. Which is going to keep creating the same right. situations over right. and over and over. And a lot of those thoughts in, in, or anchor could be blame, shame, and fault. Absolutely. Right? It's like every, everything is someone else's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I realized that, that my design is up to me mm-hmm. and someone's opinion of me is none of my business, because it's not. I learned the concept is that when someone is talking negative about you. Mm-hmm. They're 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 hating you. Whatever whatever their vision is, mm-hmm. right? It's a it's a projector, right? Mm-hmm. They're looking at you at a, at a white sheet and they're putting out their life on you. Right. Right? Right. You're 
mm-hmm. it's it's their movie mm-hmm. of you, right? So mm-hmm. when I got that concept, it's like everything someone says to me, I, I don't take a person anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it may hurt, it may cut, but sure. I, but I know it's not a personal attack on me. It's like they're they're playing out their movie, and and I'm their screen, mm-hmm. right? Right. And when I learned to let go of blame and shame and fault, that changed the whole trajectory of my life mm-hmm. because I learned that if I'm in a position where I don't want to be, I can mm-hmm. change it, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. it, and it's really up to me. Um, and one thing, you know, we talked about in our, our coaching sessions is that, is that um, we talked about non-negotiables, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's important. So talk yeah. to me about, about non-negotiables. Yeah, and as you were talking about it, it made me think about something else, and it goes right along with non-negotiables, is what, det- what creates our beliefs? Let's talk about that first, okay. right? Because as I believe, I'm going to perceive. Right. Right. What determines what we believe is our authority, intensity, and repetition. Okay. Right. This is why 75% of our life, the programs we access is by the age of five. Right. So we just, this is what authority figures did. Yeah. I just take it on. Right. And so think of the word authority. What is the first part of that word? Author. Author. Right. So I start looking at who am I giving authorship to my life? Wow. Right. Because the more I take control of that, and start looking at my non-negotiables, then I can start looking at what is the authorship of my life. And then I start again stepping into my agency, my ability to, to when I say agency, because I get this question a lot, agency is me making choices that are in alignment, 100% alignment and congruent with who I truly am. Not who I think somebody else thinks right. I should be or something right. like that. Right. So, but, and looking at what are your non-negotiables? Right. Because like, and I remember it, <laughs> So funny you said that because I remember looking at my fees when I first started out coaching yeah. full time, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was busting my tail yeah. coaching people that wouldn't take responsibility for their lives. Right. <laughs> people that pay less don't take as much responsibility, right. Right? right? And so I had to start looking at what is the message I'm telling myself by charging this amount? Right. Here I want this, but I'm charging this. Yeah. So I'm confusing our subconscious mind is a goal-seeking mechanism on st- Steroids. That's why I want everybody to get in touch with, we are the creators of our lives, right? Like, as I am, so it is. Like, looking at my life as a reflection of who I am. So, looking at what is our non-negotiables, because it's also going to bring up again, what am I really committed to? And if I'm committed to my victim story, and I've got my days, I've got my moments, right? Right. Um, This shows up on... What am I really committed to? And when I start looking at what are my non-negotiables, I just did this with another client of mine, and he's in this process where um, he's separated from his wife, Mm -hmm. right? And then it just happens that he gets employed by this this employer that has a female that's showing up just like his wife. So it's just like life is just going. Yeah, and looking at what if your higher self is putting you into situations so that you get to learn a lesson that's going to prepare you for what it is that you want to really create. And it's just going to keep happening until you get the lesson. Right. So I had him write out his non-negotiables and oh my gosh, it just brought up all this resistance about in him. And I'm like, that is the opportunity for you to grow. Right. Right. If you will, the negativity will continue as long as you allow it. (laughs) <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> the negativity will continue as long as you allow right, it. Right. And the other side of that too, though, is looking at how does it, what is the benefit of me being treated this way? And see, again, this is getting rigorously honest with ourselves. It's like, well, I'm not getting any benefit. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Or you wouldn't do it. Yeah. Right? So I get to 
release this narrative that I have inside of myself, this narrative ends up releasing a chemical cocktail inside of me that makes me feel a certain way that keeps me at a certain barometer within myself that is very aligned with what I grew up in. Yeah. Because everything serves us. Everything serves us. Everything has a benefit. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. Yeah. Right? And that's what I'm saying is your subconscious is a goal. See, this is what's interesting about this is that it's going to serve us the way it believes we want to be served. Yeah. Until we give it very clear, concise messages. And it's not just doing it cognitively. It's stepping into that state of who it is that I want to be, which is part of the anchoring yeah. part of it is again, right? Like I, I used to be, I was told most of my childhood, you got shit for brains, yeah. right? So guess what I did? <laughs> well, I'm going to fix that. And now I've read thousands of books yeah. and all this stuff, right? So it's not that the wounds, how we deal with some of the things isn't, negative it's just understanding that what is it going to take for someone to change the narrative of how they see themselves yeah right like one of the things i tell my clients stand in front of a mirrored nude and really get in touch with a conversation of how you communicate to yourself yeah so you um in this world of abundance Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um talking about how things serve us Mm -hmm. so as entrepreneur Entrepreneurs are, they're struggling. Mm-hmm. They're not making money in their business. They have no idea what to do. Basically, they're broke, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying that them being in that position is serving them. So not anyone who's just beginning, but someone's been there for like five, 10, 15 mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So how, how would how would that serve them if they're not at the point where they want to be? How is that serving them? It keeps their narrative alive. And so, so here's the case in point, and this is where I said it's not that we're not capable; it's that we get in resourceful and we get into states that make us believe it's not possible. Okay. Right? So here's an example: <laughs> the money's there. The money's there. The money's there. I, it, I mean, that's non-negotiable. Right. That is right. not debatable. The right. money's there. You just got to find it, right. right? But there's all kinds of things that keep you that you're committed to that keep you from finding it. So here's what I say to somebody: I says, "Okay, cool." If I took your child, I put a gun to your child's head and said, you got to raise $50,000 by the end of this month or I'm pulling the trigger. And I'm doing this out of love. Like I know, I see the potential in you. Why does that change? Because of what they value. See, the, why, the whole know your why stuff, that's kindergarten stuff. Right. It's really, and it's powerful. Yeah, it works yeah. without a doubt. But it's really getting into what do you value because what you every decision we make literally is value. We are, we are clarifying what we really value. Yeah. Right? And again, what do we value is what we are committed to. Right? And so if I have, if I, <laughs> this is, one of our biggest fears is us being separated from our tribes. Like right. you look back in the old days, what did they do with somebody that was a criminal? They exiled them. Yep. They exiled them. Yep. Like that is the worst fear that we, it's, it's been inbred in our psyche forever. Right? And so when we start stepping into expanding who we are, guess what we're going to come up against? All of the mythology that we have then developed from, from, our, from our tribe. Right. That's going to create all kinds of thresholds. Like I have become the person that I thought my parents despised. I have become yeah. that person. Yeah. Oh, it must be nice. You're rich. You're blah, blah, blah. All these things. Like all, listen to how they talked about their employers. Right. This is all stuff that is unconscious that we don't even see. There's unconscious, which is where we come from, right? Like this is all the programming that we have. Then there's our subconscious, which is where all the programming took place inside of us because 
the unconscious is what my parents brought to the stage when I showed up, right? Um, and, and there's all kinds of data that supports this. It's not so much genetically, it's epigenetically, right. which is the environment, the nurturing aspect of who we are. So explain, explain genetics and epigenetics. I think that's very, very important that people know exactly what, what the difference Yeah, absolutely. Is. So a lot of people back, you know, it wasn't that long ago, decades, yeah. few decades yeah. ago, where they thought that who I am is genetics. Genetic, like right. I am programmed genetically to be the person I am. Like so you, I'm, I have certain- I'm born to be like this way. Right, right, right. Like I look very similar to my dad, yeah. right? So there's, so because of that, there's components that I'm not ever going to be able to change. Yeah. But what they're understanding, epigenetics understands that it's more about the environment. Right. Again, the vibration, the frequency, and and really understanding. So, so I'll give an example. I would put my dad up against anybody when it comes to driving a semi. Mm-hmm. Like my dad is phenomenal, right? Mm-hmm. And I, because of that, I love driving myself, right. which is why I enjoyed my trip. <laughs> <laughs> but he, there was an experience that I had with him. And, and as I'm learning all this stuff and integrating and doing what it's doing, we were down in Arizona and I hadn't seen him for a long time and he was getting in the car to go to the airport. The, the GPS yeah, didn't yeah, work. Yeah. And my I watched my dad go into a full-blown panic attack and right. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And then I went right inside and going, okay, if this is a reflection of me, what's going on here? Well, when I go into metropolis areas, it's not so much anymore because this hit me when yeah. it really landed for me. When I get into an area that I'm not familiar with, I start feeling this anxiousness, like what's going on here? And then here I am watching my dad go into a full-blown panic attack. I'm like, this is the guy that I would put up against anybody driving, this isn't making sense to me. So I grab his GPS, plug it in, blah, 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 got it, put it and drove away. And then it hit me. It hit me like a ton of bricks, Anthony. Like I remember as a child driving from Utah to North Dakota, Mm -hmm. I would have felt that vibrationally, energetically, he wouldn't have to say anything. I would have just felt him being anxious when he was losing it, because back in the day it was just maps, yeah. right? I, that energy and vibration imprinted into me. And that's the epigenetics. That's the epigenetics, okay. exactly. Okay. And so these are the things, like when we're having these moments, like, <gasps> I don't want to feel this. Yeah. It's an opportunity. Yeah. Where did this come from? Where did this come from? And see what ends up stopping us, this is another one of the biggest thresholds that I see with people, is their narrative they have about their parents. Yeah. Because as a child, we figured out something yeah. where this is where I'm supposed to get my entity, and this is yeah. where I'm supposed to get my nurturing. And, and so I create this sacred paradigm around these people, and yet we never look at how did it impact me. Right. Because if I look at this, that means I'm gonna be separated from my tribe. Right. right? And so this is really where and, and for men, <laughs> this is going to rub some people, but this is why we're here. For men, one of the biggest wounds that a man has is, is, is the relationship they have with a mom. Right. That goes deep, 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 yeah. deep, deep. Yeah. And so, because they end up becoming a man thinking, I got to protect my mom, but not understanding that there's situations that happen where, and, and men have created this, right? Yeah. Like it's not, this is not about pointing fingers at anything. It's understanding like you and I right now, let's let's imagine I'm red and you're blue. Right now, we have created an experience of purple. Right. Right. So we are both contributing to the creation of what we're doing here together. Right. Same thing with relationships. Right. right? So it's not it's one person's fault or another person's fault. It's understanding how did we create this. Right. Right. And so women 
are wounded by the, the man leaving, right. right? And then what happens is that woman ends up telling the child, the son, all the things that this guy did. Right. This son ends up going, oh my gosh, I can't ever disappoint a woman because right. if I do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to experience what my mom's experiencing. Right. And I don't ever want to hurt my mom, right? right? Um, you see, like, this is the thing that amazes me as I've done this over the years of like, look at UFC fighters. Yeah. Who is the number one person they think when they just killed somebody. Mom, this wow. one's for you. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But right. see, it's men looking for their identity. It's looking for, tell me I'm a man. Yeah. Tell me I'm a man. But see, what they're accessing is stuff that's based, just like this client I just told you about. Um, his mom, oh man. And, and see, this is the opportunity. This is the opportunity for him. And it's just like I've told you about um, the dark witch that lived with yeah. me. Right. right? Like if you would have told me Two years prior to that experience happening to me, I would have passed the most powered-up polygraph test ever yeah. that I dealt with all my mom stuff. Yeah. Well, we are electromagnetic beings. We attract into our lives what we need to learn in order to expand us. So I ended up attracting this dark witch into my house. And mama mia, like two years. And this, But going through this is where I really understood there's forgiveness, which is about understanding, right. like really understanding that this wasn't personal. Right, and then the letting go part of it, which I call this my flip method. So you forgive, which is understanding about how humans show up and the programming, blah, blah, blah. And and then you go into letting go. The letting go is letting go of the emotional aspect of it. So now it integrates into wisdom. Then you go into power. The way you reclaim your power is where the true healing takes place. Because reclaiming the power, I couldn't step into that part of it because the wound was stronger than me recognizing my power. Yeah. So right. once I moved through that, and me having her leave the house was massive, but it wasn't her, it was this little boy that right. experienced what I experienced with my mom. Right. Right, so this is this is all part of what goes into entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah, and this, the shit goes deep. Way right? deep. It goes, <laughs> it goes deep, I mean, yeah. you know, even, even going through my crap and, and knowing that Knowing that certain certain business deals happened or didn't happen because of my fear of abandonment, you know, way mm-hmm. way back in the day, mm-hmm. my dad mm-hmm. left, right, mm-hmm. and it all comes to a comes to a point where while everything that you do affects you, I mean, it's not just in your personal life, your marriage, husband, mm-hmm. wife, it's also in business, also in kids, you know, when you mean a father or or, or a mother, mm-hmm. everything affects you. Absolutely. Right? And the key is, is to figure out what that wound is and then how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So at what point do we, how do we learn how to find out what our wound is and then how do we begin to actually, I don't want to say fix it, but you know, navigate and manage it, right? Because hmm. is, it, is, it, is it ever fixed? That's the question. Right, is right, right, is right. it ever fixed? Right, right, right. You know? right, right. Is it? You know? Right. Great, great, great question. So I'm watching this movie. Okay, and this movie was just like, as you're watching this movie, you can just feel what this character is going through. It's like intense. So what the movie is about is this got kid, talented runner, yeah. right? Um, was had major attitude, right. and it ended up showing what kind of lifestyle he had, and blah blah blah. And it's like, oh, no wonder. It's like, hello, that was me as a yeah. child. But there was this coach that stood outside the fence, watching this team, watching this kid how he showed up. And then one day, the track coach said, "Get out of here! I'm not dealing with you anymore." Well, this guy that stood outside the fence was an old, drunk, washed up coach, and he goes and seeks out this kid and he says, I'm gonna teach you how to run the four minute mile, but you're gonna have to agree to do everything I do, okay? Kid says, okay, cool. 
So I start running him through this regiment, and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> wow, this is like Navy SEAL training level of what he takes him through. So then he breaks up the mile into quadrants. Kids running, first quadrant, face plants, just collapses, hits the asphalt, and he's screaming. He's like, I'm in pain, I'm in pain, and I'm in pain. And that coach comes up to said something to him that was just like, that's it right there. That's it right there. Like, this is the magic. He said, it's fear of the pain that's stopping you. Right. Right. So to answer your question, does it ever heal? Okay. Depends on what that means to you. Right. Like, because if I get to a certain level and go, yep, okay, I achieved it. This is it. Because if we're not growing, we're dying. Right. Right. So we are always going to be put into situations that are going to expand this. Our higher self has a much different investment into us than our lower self. Right. And so the other part of this is we look outside of ourselves when we are suffering inside. Okay. When we're suffering inside, we want something outside to grab and hang on to, right? Like me being a successful entrepreneur, I'm going to find it. This is going to make me happen. And guys have driven themselves insane to make that happen. I'm going to be the world's greatest basketball player, whatever it is, right? right? But inside, they're suffering. And until they get in touch with, because I've coached people like collegiate athletes, their body broke down because their inner world was creating so much friction that their body couldn't do it anymore. It starts shutting down, right? So to get into, this is the greatest thing that we could ever do as a human being, is us taking responsibility for our own suffering and being able to, first of all, acknowledge it, right? Learning how to value this process of like, okay, this is happening as an opportunity for me to find out something different about who I am. Now I get to learn how to love it. See, and this this is the anchor point that we talked about earlier. I don't want to be experiencing this. This should be something different than what it is. Yeah. And what we're doing, we are literally, we are the perpetrator now of the of what caused the wound, which is we were victimized as a child. Yeah. And now we have become the person that created the wound. Mm. We don't want that part of us, yeah. which is the abandonment which is being separated from our tribe. So the more in touch I get with that and understand the narrative I'm playing around this part of me that's going, man, I don't like this part of me. That's the reason why it's not healing. It's the opportunity for you to love that part. Like, and I know you've experienced this with me, is one of the things that I do is do, is integrating the child. Like profound, profound breakthroughs for people because the more we the more we accept that part of us and value it again that's the 100 million dollar yeah, diamond yeah, yeah. like me loving that child and then once it's there then i'm not so afraid to give it to somebody else because it's good hey he and i are good yeah it's a it's it's amazing what happens when you take responsibility for your life and who you are right mm-hmm. also for your feelings and through this this journey of transformation for me it's when you don't allow other people to dictate your feelings, who you are, what you experience, mm-hmm. then that changes the whole narrative of your life, right? And it's it's really about changing the dialogue, mm-hmm. right? And one thing that that you taught me was stop using the word you in conversations mm-hmm. and the responsibility for how you feel, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm angry because of you, you mm-hmm. know? You did this, you pissed me off. Mm-hmm. And first of all, it's blame, shame, and fault on another person. And the right. second of all, it's an attack. 
Right. So when I switch that saying, hey, you know what? I'm upset, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel angry, right? Mm-hmm. I feel um, whatever, hurt or mm-hmm. whatever, right? So it's more of like now I'm responsible for my feelings and I'm not blaming you. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you how I feel based off based off what was said. Right. 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 And responsibility is is so huge in in your success to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. Because if you always blame people, if you're if you're always using shame or fault, I I think that keeps you at a certain point where you can advance, right? And entrepreneurship and life's all about advancement, right? Mm-hmm. And ownership is like the books for stream ownership. Ownership is huge, mm-hmm. right? Um, do you agree with that? Absolutely. And, yeah. and you look at what is the what is the latter part of the word entrepreneurship? Ship. Ownership. Right. Right. Like it's a mechanism to right. advance you. Right. Right. And being able to well, and and first of all, again, it goes back to awareness, right? Yeah. Like having the awareness because. Like, what is one of the most expensive things in entrepreneurship? Like, what is the most important thing, expensive things in in entrepreneurship? And most people don't aren't even aware of what it is. There's actually two things, yeah. right? But most people aren't even aware. So if you're not even aware, right. then you don't understand the cost of what it's created in your life. Right. Right. The number one thing in entrepreneurship is not knowing. Yep. Not knowing your inner game, not right. knowing who I am that's creating all this right. and knowing how to navigate what's going on inside of me. So that's so what, is it not knowing your craft or knowing yourself? Not knowing yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not knowing about, yourself. Yeah, yeah. And see, I mean, you see all these people, like they have intense, <laughs> I'm talking about me and doing this, like they have such intensity of wanting to create something and wanting to make a difference in the world. And, yeah. and, and you look at just the service industry, like pastors, yeah nurses like psychologists like look just looking at is this a healthy person right right and and so many people give and give and give and give and give and give but they're giving to get right right and so if i'm not in touch with where is that fine line between autonomy and oneness then what i'm going to do is i'm going to invest more into oneness being a part of somebody but not recognizing I'm being siphoned out. I'm giving you my energy, right. which is creating a thief. Right. Like Jan Van Zant said this saying, I was like, oh my gosh, that's epic. If you give out of a deficit, you cause the other person to be a thief. Wow. I'm giving you something that is my responsibility. So looking at the word responsibility, my ability to respond, right? But you hear a lot of people, and I love these conversations because what do you value in being an entrepreneur? Like just asking that question, right? Or what do you value? Why are you working at the job that you're working at, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people, well, money's not important to me. Okay, let's have this conversation right. because you're telling me that money's not important to you, but yet you're working at a job you can't stand. Right, for money. For money, <laughs> yeah. right? Like think about what yeah. you're saying, right? Well, I got the benefits. Okay, it's, it's, it's an interesting word that they use, a label, yeah. to identify insurance and all that. It's a benefit. Yeah. Really, what are those benefits costing you? What are they costing you, yeah. right? And, and understanding that responsibility, so the ultimate, what is the ultimate security? What is the ultimate security? Like really getting people to think about that. It's not outside of you, yeah. it's you having freedom. Right. Freedom mm-hmm. is the ultimate security. Right. Because I trust my ability to be able to create whatever it is I want to create. Right. Now, 
I can get into a crap ton, like a crap vibration and state, right? Like if I'm not taking care of myself, not doing the things that I need to do, yeah. like I can coach and coach and coach and train and all that stuff. And at the end of the week, like, man, I'm in yeah. a funk because yeah. I just gave and gave and gave and gave, right? So it's important for me to pull back what is mine. And that's, this is another term I want to leave with your audience too. What's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. Yeah. Yeah. What's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. And, and, and to expand on what you were saying is because, again, when, when people are having conversations and they go, you made me feel this way. Mm-hmm. Okay, where'd you get that? Right. Well, I watched my parents fight. I'm just accessing what I've been programmed yeah. to access, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to keep getting what they got, yeah. right? So it, it's learning how to take the power back. Yeah. This is what I'm experiencing. Right. But see, we don't want to do that, again, because of our judgment on what am I experiencing. Right. I'm supposed to be a big, strong man, and I'm not supposed to have feelings, and feelings are weak, and being vulnerable is sissy, and blah, 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 all the narratives that we got taught about yeah, all this it's stuff. It's sort of bullshit. Yeah. 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 But tell somebody that, that, you know, and I get it. Like, you and I have gone on this yeah. journey for yeah. a while, right? Yeah. But it's really, like, Harry, somebody calling me sensitive, Oh, that was a major trigger yeah, for me. Yeah. Now it's the biggest compliment in the world. Like, yeah, yeah I've worked my butt off yeah, to get here, yeah. right? So going back to the entrepreneur of like, what is the most expensive thing for an entrepreneur? Not knowing. Is not knowing and the cost of doing things, creating the experiences and not knowing. Yeah. You're creating crap shows yeah. based on your inner program and how much is that costing you? Right. So have... Have awareness, right? Awareness, absolutely. Who you are, and then everything is a cost and a benefit. Mm-hmm. Math is good or bad. It's, mm-hmm. it's serving you, right? It's doing something for you because that's why you're still there, right? 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 Um, which is, which is like freaking mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this journey you've been on for four years, decades, right? <laughs> yeah. decades, decades. Yeah, know? yeah. The work is the work every single day, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And I've been on a journey for for a few years now, and mm-hmm. this is not something that comes easy, right? Mm-mm. It takes work every day. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I want people to know is that you have to do the freaking work. Mm-hmm. You have to. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot who I listened to yesterday, but they're talking about uh, about coaching, mm-hmm. and you can a a basketball coach, right? Mm-hmm. In college, he he tells each player the exact same thing. This is how you do a layup, this is how you do a jump shot, but there are some that excel, right? Mm-hmm. And the ones that excel is, that, is the ones that do the extra work, go above and beyond what, because everybody's coached the exact same, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure you have clients that 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 you have that some some excel a little, little faster, mm-hmm. and it's about doing the work, right? right? Because you can coach, you can, you can, you can, you can instruct, Every day, all day. Mm-hmm. But if someone's not genuinely interested in changing their life, then it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? Right. And and that's one thing that I want I want to leave people with is that you have to do the work. It's not. And I used to think that oh, I can read a book, I can listen to a YouTube video. <laughs> Books and videos don't talk back. Right. Right. You right. need active feedback right. when you're trying to improve your life. Mm-hmm. And people who think that they can just grow, you can grow a little bit from a book or video, mm-hmm. but if you want it. If you want to grow exceptionally, you have to have somebody that can talk back, mm-hmm. right? And that's where you come in as a, as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about your coaching mm-hmm. and and how you, because I, I can personally attest to how it's changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when did you start coaching and how has that changed your, your career so far? <laughs> like, like I've been doing it over three decades, okay. right? Um, Actually coaching. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, 
I took, went full time about 12 years ago, okay. right? Like where I coached full time um, and recognizing, like I was training and doing all kinds of stuff like that before that. But it me recognizing that I was my first client, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And really understand. And see, this is this is the big distinction of what somebody, whether somebody gets it or not, right. is how much value they put onto it. Like right. I started on this journey because my fucking life depended on right. it. Like right. this wasn't romper room and playtime. Right. This was, I had to really get honest with about who I really was because the way I was, I almost ended my sister's life. Right. I almost ended my life. Like when you get in touch with what your consequences are, what is the effect of me being the cause and really look at, I can take someone's life, yeah. right? Like a lot of people are like, I have, I promise you, I have the full capability of taking someone's life. Yeah. I've done it, yeah. right? And, and we get in touch with it at that level and go, I either change this or not only am I dead, which back then it wasn't the big deal, someone else is going to die, yeah. right? And, and how I show up in this world is also impacting other people's lives, yeah. right? So going back to like what you were saying, so, so in the last 12 years, really like learning how to be a hypnotherapist mm-hmm. and really doing the deep, deep unconscious work and reprogramming and stuff like that, and figuring out how do I get aligned? How do I get people aligned with their true self, right? Because again, our ego does not like letting go of yeah, stuff, right? Yeah. And so being able to get people to recognize what is standing in the way, get that out of the way, and then out of that, they're able to see what is underneath. And it can just be a conversation, just yeah. like, like this, having a conversation with this. But like what you were saying is like, I've read thousands of books and like all the stuff, right? But the component that really was the game changer for me was the collaboration, right? Like letting somebody know who I really, really am. Like my coach, I've been working with him for five years, right? And and this guy knows me, like I start showing up. He said some, oh man. (laughs) And it's just been interesting. In these last three months, I've had some of the most powerful coaching sessions with him. And it took everything prior to that to get yeah. me to that place yeah. right and so it, it and when you're talking about it takes work it yeah. takes because like if you stop going to the gym guess what your muscles are going to go atrophy yep. right just yep. like anything else yep. is and see that's where the opportunity is at and and getting people um to see where are you putting your life force so for me profit what profit is we all talk about this thing called profit yeah. Profit is how do you manage your energy? Like in all areas of your life, right? And so are you stressing out, like what are you financing to sustain the quality of life that you have? What are you financing? The doubts, the fears, the worries, the anger, the frustration, all of that, you're giving your life force that's keeping that, sustaining that, and financing that. How much is left for you to create? Right, and really getting in touch with, if I pull that back, what's mine is mine, what's theirs is there, I pull that back and start focusing on what it is that I wanna create. How much would it be worth to you if I could show you how to let go of that over there yeah. so that you can step in over here? Right. It's, ten, it's 10X quantum. It's priceless. Yeah, I mean, it's actually, priceless, yeah. right? Yeah. And yet the reason people don't do it is they don't value who they are. Yeah. They don't value who they are. They, it's it's the sham, society's hypnotic altered yeah, matrix, yeah, yeah. right? Of where I got to go to a doctor if I'm mm, yeah. okay. I got to go see a therapist. Okay, all part of my journey. There's no there's no value judgment in saying any of that, but it's understanding like 
you valuing who you are to the point of yeah. investing into it to expanding beyond yeah. who you are. Coaching, like I, I am not cheap, yeah. but I don't want to work with people that are cheap about success. Right. And I, I think that comes to also to value yourself. I mean, how much are you willing to invest in, your, mm -hmm. in yourself, right? Right. And there are a lot of limiting beliefs out there that keep people, keep people like paralyzed, mm -hmm. right? So um, this is a lot, mm -hmm. right? And <laughs> yeah. it's a lot. And yeah. a lot of people just want to know like where to start, right? What's what, what, what things I can do today to actually get the bar rolling? So give us three action steps, right? That mm -hmm. we can take today just like to get get understanding of where we are, mm -hmm. why we're stuck, and where to go. Just mm -hmm. three, quick, three quick actions. Cool. Steps. Yeah. Awesome. So the first thing is just get honest with yourself. Yeah. Right? Like really look at what is it that's standing in your way. Yeah. Right? Like just look at it. Lay it out. Anxiety, fear, doubts, money. Like just lay it out. Right? Like get it all there and then ask yourself at the end of it, how is this serving me? Mm -hmm. Right? And what is the narrative that I'm keeping alive because I'm using all of this to hold me back? Right. Right? Because we've all been like, you got shit for brains. You're never going to amount to anything. Why are you such a worthless piece of garbage? Like all these narratives that we were taught or exposed to or took on yeah. as a child, this is what playing small serves us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So looking at how do I do all this stuff? Mm -hmm. Right? Like what is standing in my way and really, really getting honest about that? Second thing is, is looking at what am I really committed to? Right? Right? Because commitment is really being willing to go through whatever you got to go through in order to create what you want to create. Like mm -hmm. I look at some of the goals that I've created. Like I wrote a $10 million check 10 years, uh, 20 years ago, yeah. 20 years ago. Have I created it? Nope. Yeah. I've created it accumulatively, yeah. Yeah. but not in the time that I want to do it. And okay, so what does that mean to me? Yeah. I can look at it and go, ah, see, there you again, screwed up, never going to make it, blah, 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 blah. Or like, I'm going to keep going yeah. until that becomes a reality. Yeah. Right? So looking at what are you really committed to and not judging it like that okay not judging it right not because that's our ego right and that's just a survival mechanism and then what is your environment your environment is mission critical mission critical like what is my environment supportive to what i want to create and the most important environment is inside of our head we are the only person that spends every moment of ourselves right so it's really looking at how is my what what do I want to create? What am I committed to doing it? And then what is my, how does my environment support it? Okay. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So uh, how do we find you? The Potential Zone. <laughs> potential Zone podcast. Yeah. Okay. Best way to get hold of me. Yeah. Okay. Put in the Potential Zone. Yeah. Okay. Or Jeff Faldon. Okay. You'll find me somewhere. Okay. Social media. Yep. Social Facebook, media. Facebook, Instagram. Yep. Okay. Yep. All that. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So anything for us in closing? Be you. Be you. And value you. Yeah. You are your $100 million diamond that you share with the world. Yeah. And nobody is going to shine the brilliance like you get to. This is your opportunity. Own it. Own it. It's always a pleasure. Likewise, you know, brother. Love you, man. Every time we connect, I feel like I'm, I have a friend and a coach. Yeah. So, Likewise. Know, I love it. I appreciate you being here. So thank you very much, sir. Thanks for having me on, man. All it's right. been good. Perfect. Hey, guys. So how was that? What did you learn from Jeff? Um, Jeff has been a major inspiration and a major uh, key component of the success I've had up to this point in my entrepreneurial career. So everything that you've learned in your life is a result of the actions that you did, that you took. So if you want to know more about Jeff and what you can do, look him up. Jeff Faldalen, Coach Jeff on, on um, Instagram and 
continue to push forward, continue to evaluate your life, continue to seek help and, and, and know where you are. Because if you know where you are, you know where you want to go. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next episode of Point of Create. Talk to you guys soon.